Hello and welcome to season two of Fireside. We've had a little bit of a break but thank you so much for coming back if you were here last season and if you enjoyed listening thank you very much for doing so or welcome for the first time if you're only just finding the podcast. I hope you enjoy it. (laughs) Um, So today is actually, well I wasn't expecting to come back quite this early with the podcast. I was going to give myself like a little bit more space um, around it but this question was submitted and I really wanted to get it out as early as I could in January because it's a very January kind of question and yeah I just wanted to get straight into it. So it's from David and he said should I feel guilty for not having any aims or goals for this year? What's an alternative to having aims and goals? And this is so interesting even from a sort of vocabulary level that I'm going to get into um but first for the sort of context is that I am a very much aims and goals kind of gal um you may have seen slash heard the episode I shared a couple of weeks ago now right at the beginning of the year which was my goals and intentions and word of the year for 2024 and that's something that I've done pretty much the whole time I've had my business. I think maybe 2018 was the first time that I published a kind of review and word and goals of the year kind of post Um, and yeah I've been posting them every year since. Um, and that's evolved slightly over the years. It used to be quite specific goals that I put at the beginning of the year, whereas now it's much more about how I want to approach my work and how I want to approach my life and the sort of areas I want to be focusing on. Because, um, what I found pretty soon was that after two months of the year, the very specific goals I'd moved on from, (laughs) I wanted something else instead. Um, So that's what I do now. I have a general approach at the beginning of the year in a kind of philosophy, if you like. Um, But the specifics change on a nearly daily basis. (laughs) Um, But no, every kind of quarter I will check in with those and on birthdays and things like that. Um, so for me, this kind of beginning of the year, starting it off with some aims and some goals is because I like to mark these kind of bookends in time. I like that feeling of walking through a metaphysical door (laughs) into one year from another and doing so knowing what I'm going to do and the reason for all of that is to feel like I've got some semblance of control. It's such a, I don't know, it's something that I really feel going from one year to another and it feels big and full of opportunity 
and I like to feel like I am guiding myself there and like I've got some control over what I'm doing and that I'm not just kind of you know walking out into a field and not knowing which way to turn um I like to feel like I know the kind of path at least that I want to make if I can't see the path there already so that's why I do have the aims and the goals for the year even if they start to go in all sorts of different directions and directions I hadn't expected but there is at least a feeling of direction at the beginning um but to get on to the question the interesting question emotions are an opportunity to get curious and I think sometimes when we are kind of struggling with an emotion that we're feeling, when it bats up against something that we feel like we should or should not be doing, we focus on whether we should or should not be doing it rather than what does it tell us that we're even questioning this and the emotions that are coming up around that questioning often have a lot of the keys to what we actually think and feel because in this sense it's should I feel guilty and when you interrogate this emotion then you might get to somewhere interesting why is guilt the specific emotion here because if it was me asking it might be should should I feel so out of control not having any games or, or aims or goals for the year or you might ask should I feel lost should I feel free should I feel great you know any kind of other emotion could have been coming up here but it's guilt and guilt is emotion is interesting as an emotion because it often comes up when we are between what we think we should be doing and what feels true because we're feeling guilt because we're not doing what we think we should do or we're doing something we think we shouldn't because you know we've all been brought up as good children who do as they're told and abide by the rules and then when we don't do that we feel really guilty so if you're wondering whether if you are experience guilt is coming up as an emotion you're deciding whether or not you should feel what does that tell you about how you feel about goals in general maybe about how you feel about new years and the march of time and whether it means anything or not but most importantly what does it tell you about how you actually feel because in this question it's should I feel guilty so if it's not guilt that you're feeling then what is it or if it is guilt that you're feeling and you're asking should I be feeling like this then asking why you are will often give you the answer because if you say why do I feel guilty for not having any aims or goals for this year that's an interesting question 
and it takes the power out of it. When we're so busy thinking about how you should or should not feel or what you should or should not do, there's so much power in that because it's a yes or a no and that's a big black and white binary emotion that you're going to have to have. You're going to have to fall down on one side or the other. It's a high stakes question. But if it's why, why do I feel guilty? Then you can start to put reasons to it and once you can reason with an uncomfortable emotion, it starts to unravel. It loses that power over you because you can now explain and understand it and step over it because you understand it. So looking into those whys you do or you do not feel guilty about these things, getting very clear on what that emotion is, getting really curious about it can deliver some very interesting insights about where you might be in the grand scheme of letting go of things you think you should be doing and moving more towards your natural way of being. So the second part of this question was what's an alternative to having aims and goals? Which is interesting again and I'm again going to answer it with another question because what do you want out of an alternative to aims and goals? If you've not got any, but you you seem to not want to make any, what? why are you doing, why do you want an alternative in the first place? So is it to feel like you're doing this, whatever this is, life, business, the rest of it, to feel like you're doing this properly, to feel like you know what you're doing, to feel in control? These all have different solutions, but you need to be asking the right question to find the right answer. So if it is you want to feel like you're doing this properly, that usually means it's in the eyes of another person or just like the people out there in the world in general. Um... And feeling watched and perceived in that way is, it's an easy way to feel. And sometimes you have to observe that you are feeling that way and start to very consciously break it down in that there isn't a boss over your shoulder or a teacher who's going to mark your planner when <laughs> and find that you've not set your goals for the year that becomes a very conscious thing to do and and but it's a thing to play with as well of just like embracing that kind of cheeky child who isn't doing the homework and so what what is what is going to happen if you don't do that but if you feel want to feel more in control but having a goal doesn't feel like the way to do that then look at what other things there are so perhaps it's the language of aims and goals which is feeling 
off-putting to you, perhaps thinking in terms of direction or intention would feel better, feel a little bit freer, a little bit looser, not quite so claustrophobic, while still giving you that feeling of being in control. Maybe just writing a to-do list that's not full of aims or goals, but it's just of tasks that need to happen and when they're going to happen. Maybe that's something that'll make you feel in control. But searching for and getting clear on what it is that you actually, how you want to feel, and then working backwards from that to find the thing that's going to give you that, is is the key here, really. I feel like there's, in this, there's a lot of, a lot of questions from what on the surface seems like quite a simple question that should have an answer um but I don't want to give a definitive answer because actually the magic here is in all these questions there's so much opportunity to discover what's really true for you when you are deciding to reject this thing because clearly there is a lot of self-knowledge here in that the not having the aims and the goals isn't working for you. It isn't working for you either full stop or it's not working for you in this current season of your life. You don't feel drawn to it. You don't necessarily, maybe you want to do it, but it's just not working for you. So getting clear on what that is, you know, either I totally reject it it's not a concept that works for me, I hate feeling like I have to, Um, I want to find my own way to feel the control, certainty, whatever it is. Or maybe it's, I wish I could make an aim or a goal, but the way that my life is right now, I just can't commit to one. Maybe there's an alternative, maybe it's a spring goal. Maybe it's a, maybe you start it in February maybe it's the equinox you know there's as much as right at the beginning of this I said I like to start the new year walking through a metaphysical door it is also like pretty much made up January the 1st is no different from February the 6th really um and that is something that I'm working on a little bit with myself of are you have always been quite like particular about calendar time and you know well I can't do that at this time because it's May why would I start something in May well why wouldn't I start something in May so perhaps that's it for you perhaps and actually a lot of people do this that January is just a sort of bedding into the year getting through in the northern hemisphere at least that winter and spring is a much more prolific time to actually start setting out some ambitions and some goals so I hope that helps a little bit I feel like this kind of question very much demonstrates how um having a person you can talk to is useful (laughs) like for example like in a coaching relationship or even in sort of a a kind of business friendship 
or an accountability partnership or something like that. Like this is the sort of thing that is so good to unpack, but you don't know it's something good to unpack unless sometimes somebody reflects that to you. But yes, I hope, David, that gives you somewhere to go on. And what I hope most of all is that you take some lightness and some playfulness and see this not as a problem, but as a real opportunity to get curious about what you really feel and what you really need and use these questions and the why, why you should feel this, why you should feel that, use that as a springboard to something that's really interesting and that's really truly you. So that is the episode for today. Um, One thing I'm going to tell you is that I have been working on a new freebie, which is very, very linked to this. It's called One True Want. And I was a little bit, you know, I came up with the name. I was like, oh yeah, that's a catchy name. And then I was like, this is the wrong message. Um, Because the message is not that we all have one true want. Not at all. I certainly have many, many, many true wants. But sometimes when you do have many, many true wants, it's really hard to know where to start. So what I wanted to do was make something that cuts through all of those things that you once thought you should want and that you used to want, but maybe you're not sure of anymore and that you think you want, but do I want it? What? And when you can't find what is actually true, I wanted to make something that just gives you one thing, one out of what might be many, but a starter, one thing, one desire, one want that is truly yours and that then gives you a signpost to start moving towards it and let all those other wants kind of conglomerate together. So it's a really lovely little workbook with some questions and prompts that'll help you. There's some like a diagram of a wheel, um, there's tables, there's steps and stages to just help you to gather together your ideas and the areas in which you have wants, refine them down and then plan some next stages to get on the path towards them. So if it's not a goal setting workbook, it's just a workbook that's there to help you find a little bit of clarity about what you really want. So I will put the link for that in the show notes. It's called One True Want. You'll also be able to find it on my website, which since I last spoke to you is now kateferris.com. There's some more about that on the website and probably coming up on the podcast, I expect, but I've changed my name. Yes, so I'm no longer Simple and Season. Um, I'm Kate Ferris. I've always been Kate Ferris, but now that's my one and only public facing name. So if you want to find the show notes and One True Want, you can find that at kateferris.com. Kate is spelled K-A-Y-T-E, just to be difficult. And you can now find me on Instagram at K 
Kate Ferris. So yeah, that's it for our first episode of the year. I hope you enjoyed it. And yeah, I'll see you next time.